0: Listen and subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me as always is...
1: The other Cam, the last actually Negro, the Wokokaji, Kaji, the most respected hater on the planet Earth and the galaxy.
2: As well as... Hey yo, this is Josh, aka the Dark Lord of the Caribbean Sith. Known as Dark Coconut. And always trying to keep us a little bit more villainy.
0: Who else is left?
3: This is Lord Professor D of the House Morgoth, second of my name, speaker to nerds, scourge of imbeciles, and breaker of pop culture and mediocre chains.
0: And we are back talking about Rings of Power and House of Dragons. We're doing a versus, compare and contrast. I'm saying track for track, bar for bar, lyric for lyric uh, to see it's been uh, four episodes in. We're going to just do the first four episodes. So that kind of keeps it tight. A good like middle middle point, I think um, each show is going with 10 to 12, I think it is. So we're going to we'll, we'll do a wrap up at the end. But then right now, we're just going to talk about the first four um, and see how they've how they've done in their first four episodes. And I kind of open it up to the floor fellows. How do you guys uh, how do you think they're doing? They're
1: both, fine. No. They're, both, uh, they're, they're both fine, yeah. They're both fine. Uh, they are, they are both I'll, fine. No, they're, they're, they're okay, yeah. They're, they're they're fine. Uh, like I was hate watching uh, House of Dragon based off the previous history. Of the, uh, <laughs> I've been hurt before, uh, You're, you're allowed yeah, based, based off Game of Thrones. Uh, the, like I said, the benefit of Rings of Power is that the former writers are no longer associated with it. Um, I'm assuming Tolkien approved, or not Tolkien, excuse me, uh, George R.R. R. Martin approved this. So uh, it, it's, it's or interesting. Or he's also a showrunner.
3: Um, yeah, to, he's uh, an executive uh, producer. He's, he's, so he's a, executive. Which is also,
1: it's a bonus, right? Yep. Um, pro. Let me start off with the pros. Uh, I think the acting is superb. And I think overall... This is more for an adult audience who like this type of drama. Um, I think it's kind of touching what made Game of Thrones so interesting was the dialogue. We didn't have to rely on uh, over-the-top monsters or spiritual beings to have a good show. I always like the uh, back-and-forth writing and, and deception and the politics in game of Thrones that I think is kind of translated in ring, uh, in house of dragons, excuse me. Uh, Matt Smith, that's Damon Targaryen, right? Yep. His name? Yes. I, think I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think Killed excuse it. me. The most of the characters, the, the lead characters are phenomenal. My only down, one of my few critical things about this is that I think it's moving a little too fast, but I understand why hmm. I, I get it. I understand why, because it, it is, Basically, encompassing three books, two short stories, and which leads into a different book. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't read it. I went ahead because I was like, Who are these people? <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm using the censored version of what I'm saying, <laughs> Who are these people? Right? If you know the Tommy Davidson uh meme from the that, that part, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I did a little research, and the common theme about this, just like Game of Thrones, there's n- good things never last long. Mm. I'll just say that, yeah. uh, but the CGI is a little, eh, whatever about it. But uh, overall, like I said, that doesn't take away from the main plot points and the story and the intrigue. Um, and what's cool about these last four episodes is, like, everybody's trying to one-up somebody, even though they some some people have, like, real malicious intentions, and some have, like, intentions to step over the next person, but not really trying to hurt somebody, like in the case of Daemon Targaryen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was, especially in the last episode, was very interesting. Um, It is a little cringeworthy when you start thinking about the Targaryens, but if you've read the story about the Targaryens, you understand that whole concept uh, and what it is and what led to the events, if you're familiar with Game of Thrones. I think it's all cool. I think the story is cool. I think the actors are the strongest point of the the series. CGI is a little lacking. I think it's going a little too fast for my taste, but considering what HBO does. This is on par and on pace. So uh, overall, I'm not mad at it. Um, They can only ruin it for me. Like, it didn't start off bad. It just I was like, oh, this is interesting. Now I get to understand why. But again, I was coming from a place of like, man, I don't want to go through this again if they're going to, you know, (laughs) venture off. I've been hurt before. I was going to say, I think
2: that's everyone. I think everyone's that
1: way. So I'm I'm still watching it, but I'm still, like, we'll get to rings of power but like I, i'm I'm into it um but i'm always watching like cautious skeptically yeah, yeah. you
3: got your guard up and yeah. That's, yeah. yeah as i've told many people who asked me if i were going to watch it um that who said to me flat out oh well we're i'm not watching still i'm like well you you're totally within bounds and you're right to do that because they hurt <laughs> they basically sullied a lot
2: of goodwill for, and it, for the level of investment that people had in game of yeah. well, yeah. are Exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And the way that ended, even not even just the narrative in, but the fact that there was a two year gap to get to that was again, why yeah. they lost so much goodwill. And, yeah. and I think HBO deserved a second shot because they did offer Dave, uh, DB Weiss, and David off the two Game of Thrones showrunners, they told them that they could go for another two to season thirteen, however long they needed to finish the story. So ah. I wanted to put that out there that this was a more this was them. something where it was totally on them. It wasn't HBO pressuring them to end it. It was yeah, literally they decided we're tired of doing this. We want to move on to do something else, and we're gonna end it. And let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Um, as far as House of the Dragon, I agree with everything Cam said. I think uh one of the the strengths here. Should we stop or no? Keep going. We can edit. All right. So one of the strengths was the grounded narrative. I think you touched on that, Cam, whereas uh you know, from the point of view of the characters. And it makes the stakes feel personal and real. You know, we know the strong character development from the first episode. We know who the main characters, the main players are. We know what they want, and we know how these wants are going to um, eventually antagonize one another and cause this generational conflict to come to a full full head. You know. Yeah, we, and it,
0: I, and I think that's the part that. You know, out the gate, and this goes back to what, what's good about Game of Thrones is they're really good at their character development. So, like right. within that first episode, you know who the major players are, you know their you know their base level, uh, you know motivations, and then now you get to see it play out over the next like four episodes. Exactly, and I think that's the thing that Game of Thrones has always been good about. Like right when you see some characters, you want to know more. <laughs> like even characters that you don't really care about, you're still like curious about. And I think yeah. that's that's one thing that they've always that I would say. You know, we'll get to. Ring of Power after, but that's one thing I would say that that it it trumps Ring of Power is when I see new characters in Game of Thrones, I'm like, ooh, what are they, who are they? What do they do? How do they connect to this? Ooh, they, they wouldn't show them unless they were important. Like That's the thing that, I, like, Game of Thrones, whether you are still mad about the last to now, anytime a character pops up, you know there's something about them. Even and if it's just to be filler to get killed in the next two seconds, but, like, they're there for a reason.
3: And one thing I would say um, about the pacing i think it feel it doesn't feel as fast that's the one thing i would say that we separated. is i don't think it feels that fast but i can understand how you can get that because it is moving each episode has jumped for six months to even between two and three i think it was three years and so um that can be a little jarring um but they're kind of handling i think they're handling it uh really well to that one point about the characters um and you're not wait they're not wasting anything i think it's worth mentioning in the beginning of episode four we see for the first time a castle that was mentioned non-stop in game of thrones but we never saw it yeah storms End, the seat of house baratheon like Mm -hmm. it it was so good to finally see storms End, um in in the live action um and that moment was was great the kid by the way keep an eye on him uh he because he 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 will um be important later and i think uh that's to your point what you're saying cam is like there is no wasted characters or motion there are things that may seem minimum now but you know you as you see things build you see that okay that's not that character might've been leering at, seeming random that he was leering at Rhaenyra when she was all bloody and stuff. But then we see him in the next episode in the gold cloaks, uh, uh, armor and he's like in full rape mode, you know? So it's, it's like, you know, we connect those two scenes and they do that really well.
0: Yeah. And I would say like, you know, the, um, production value in terms of like like you said like the i was going to actually go at casting first casting is freaking phenomenal like renera yeah. is she is awesome like she does a yeah. great job matt smith automatically kills it like that shit he's like commanding every scene that he's in yeah like his his like snide remarks to when he's fighting like the action scenes are great like dude he you know doctor who's doing a good job matt smith <laughs> had
3: one line of dialogue in episode three the uh, yeah when he calls out uh, Drehar. After that, he said nothing else.
0: Yep, just kick ass, yeah. chop, I mean, chop people in half.
2: <laughs> I, I think for me, well, first of all, I, I think to segue off of what you guys just mentioned, being a huge day one Matt Smith fan uh, from Doctor Who, it is extremely gratifying to get him, to see him get a role that he can sink his teeth into. There, from the time he was cast, from the time the announcement came, anybody who knows me will know that i was like yo matt smith is going to destroy this role there was no question in my mind so that's just extremely as a fan i'm not a fan of too many things or people but i (laughs) as a as a diehard matt smith fan it is extremely gratifying to see him get on like this um that aside um just the cast in general like cam just said is just absolutely killing it uh, Millie is just a great, great. Like, I, I hope to see her in other things. I hope she, she gets, she gets put on with these couple episodes. You know, this is as as good a coming out party as you could ever ask for as an actor. Um, read something where she was like, "Yeah, I was washing dishes when I got the call." <laughs> like she was like <laughs> a restaurant as a dishwasher, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, uh, when she got the call up for for the role so you yeah, know it's a struggling it's,
3: actor story yep. <laughs> the story so you know
2: so it's really gratifying to see her get on as well um just the, the overall story it just it I, the thing that i love about it the most is game of thrones has always made you uncomfortable yep. in its best storytelling moments and i think the last couple episodes particularly uh, this this most this the recent one last week was just was a prime example of that just pushing boundaries um, it's less an HBO thing and I think more just a Game of Thrones universe thing like they really yeah. just know how to that 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 and George R. R Martin knows how to push the boundaries and make you sort of either question or or just outright be revolted by certain things that you see and that episode was just one example of of many ways that he knows how to do that but it's like the car accident that you can't look away from <laughs> yeah, um,
3: It's it's really uncomfortable yeah, yeah it's
2: it's exactly. very much so. but what the so,
3: aesthetic doesn't doesn't telegraph that at all it, it the characters and the world around them do not with the exception of like the moment where allison says you targaryen sure do have queer ways you know he- for them for I was reading some articles where people just didn't get it. For Damon and Ranira and for the Targaryens, lusting after Uncle Niece, that is not uncommon. It's not no. something that they anyone in their family look at Vasiris' reaction. He's not angry that his brother, who's 20 years older than his niece, is messing with his niece. He's more angry that he's trying to use her to get to the throne. Yeah. Because it's, it's, they, their ways are queer, but the narrative never makes the, make continues to ignore those who are watching. We're flies on the
2: wall. Yeah. And they treat it like that
0: instead of, And Martin, he based it off of like the royal family, you know. Oh, yeah. The queen and all well, well don't,
2: they don't do that sort of thing. That's, that's crazy. Why would we do that? That is just so <laughs> be told out of
0: the
2: <laughs> ordinary
3: for them. <laughs> you know, be exactly. told every single great house practices incest. Even the Starks, they just marry cousins as opposed to brother and sister. But they yeah. all do it. Every single great house in that story practices incest. The, 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 the story in game of thrones and a song of ice and fire is unique because that was the first time the great houses had broken almost totally from that
0: the mm. first time that
3: the the great great houses married each other usually they married basil lords to their the, to the people who are like so starks were with marry car starks and and boltons and things like that who were in their kingdom that that's, the, mm-hmm. that's what unique narrative positioning that he did. There's still a mystery in that story um, in different uh, rumors as to why, for the first time, you had a Lannister promise to a Baratheon and a Stark promise to a Tully and all that. And Aaron promised to, you know, because it never happened before. It was the first time they were breaking away from that true incestuous pattern but the rest of those great houses, they they just marry cousins instead of
1: siblings. The, yeah, the one, sorry. The, the okay. one thing, the one thing that I find as a commonality within this whole series is that everybody's vying for political leverage. Yeah. Um, Whether they marry off okay. their eight year old niece <laughs> to it, well, according to the text, he's probably twenty, but in this show, he looks old. Yeah. And I think that adds to shock value. So you got people talking about it when they see how old the King Viserys is, and and. The cordless is trying to marry off his daughter, who's probably not, who's not even
2: a teenager. Yeah. A yeah. not that. Yep.
1: So but like, like we
0: got time, girl. You got, got like and again,
2: and, and again to D'Angelo's point, nobody blinked at that. Nope. It was yeah. it yeah. literally, even yeah. the king was like, you know, she's like 10. Like, but, but not, you know, not the fact that it's his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You i sorry, let me, ahead, let me finish.
1: the point I was trying to make is that. Everybody's trying to get this. Is the, this is the interesting thing of why I'm intrigued by uh, House of Dragon, the House of the Dragon is that everybody's trying to get the political leverage by any means necessary, and you get to see the political maneuvering within mm-hmm. the higher heads, the, the low heads, the people that get ousted. They still, you know, what I'm saying, even uh, look at Otto. Look at yeah, Otto. No, I even take it a step further. The first, according to what I noticed, what Whispers of secrets. White Worm, she has power now. You know what I'm saying? She mm. came from nothing and made herself into something. But everybody's leveraging somebody, and I think yeah. that's the most intriguing thing. No matter how they do it, the end—they're trying to reach a means to an end to gain political leverage and advantage and yeah. make their name or their house more bountiful. Um, but like the, the the cringe factor is secondary to how they're doing it. And so I don't I don't fault game or excuse me the house of dragon for that you know taking such and such to a place of of uh
0: sin and iniquity sin and,
1: <laughs> had a bigger purpose but the key thing i want to talk about this particular scene the key thing when damon and uh renaris Rana- Rana- was in that scene damon Rana-ra. Lost, Rana-ra. Rana-ra Rana-ra. lost damon lost his power after she was into it yeah mm-hmm. yep. i thought that 100%. was critical
2: yep that was beautiful yep yeah, yeah. and, and that, that that
1: was he did, the beauty that he of he was did yeah, because, and I think that's the thing. He was about to
0: do it, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" I think he was
1: trying to—he was trying to scare her.
3: Well, yeah. we've seen that before. I don't know if he was trying to scare her as much as he was trying to. It was still about him and his brother.
1: Yeah, it, really it wasn't about sure. about her,
3: and that was—and that was clear when Viserys confronts him in the throne room. It's—it's it's, he does care for Rhaenyra, and I think he—he he genuinely wants to wants her. Yeah. But his wanting her is, and he realized that when he was impotent, is attached to his need to get at Dude. his brother. Yeah. And he was wanting, he was expecting her to reject him, but he, when he saw that she wasn't seeing it the way he saw it, the game was no longer fun for him, and he, yep. had, to, he had to remove himself before he did. Well, he couldn't do it. Again, he couldn't perform. But you're right. It, it is a world that It's about how these different ways of gaining power, and you see the difference here than in Game of Thrones. The Targaryens, when they rule, these characters can only go but so far with their pursuit of power. Look at how frightened Otto was when he realized that Viserys was sniffing on his game. Yeah, like because His eyes
1: open for the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah because
3: before. again, the one thing that phrase "Don't wake the dragon" is not something that's just thrown out there. It's as deadly as winter is coming, with the Starks. Like you, you and don't want to transgress in that way. Yeah,
2: and I think and the that's scene when before so it quick. the scene this the setup scene, uh, the argument between Rhaenyra and and her father, was probably better than the scene where Otto where where he outs Otto. And it's on some yo. Don't think I didn't peep your game. Like I peeped it. Granted, somebody had to peep it for him. But <laughs> the scene before that between Rhaenyra and Viserys was, in my opinion, better scene that pays it off at right after.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man. he and there's also an accusation there. He yep all but accused like you, you Otto of playing and you can't play heavy. He all <laughs> and you but don't accused- even see it. He accused. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about oh. that was an accusation too. But I was referring to the scene between Viserys and Otto. Otto mm-hmm. accuses, lightly accuses Viserys of. Uh, no, Viserys lightly accuses Otto of maybe possibly having assassinated his father. When he talked about his mm-hmm. father being a Targaryen, a dragon rider, a warrior, more of a warrior than he was. Yeah, and and all of a sudden. He died of a burst belly, and then five days later, you are handed the king in his place. So that was that, was, but, but obviously, um, Otto Otto was denying it because, again, if if the series believes that there is only a matter of yay or nay that separates him being fed to Syrax or Caraxes, yeah, like that's 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 how much people even when they're maneuvering like that that's how much they fear the house of dragon at that stage in the game so it's 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 definitely one of those one of those little tiny little nuances where it's like oh shit he just accused him of killing his father but he couldn't go all the way with it because obviously he doesn't have proof yeah also like a the dragon <laughs> yeah but the idea that he would assassinate a dragon rider a targaryen is also the series understands Otto wouldn't go that far
0: yeah and also mm-hmm. it's like it's funny because you know i laugh because like i'm seeing all these little little fingers basically <laughs> through the whole basically. show pop up because everyone has their machinations that they're all trying to get into so mm-hmm. i think that's the most interesting part for house of dragon and i think getting back to that part of game of Thrones, which I thought was always the best part of it. You know, the, you know, the white rockers, the dragons, all that stuff's cool, whatever, whatever. But the best part of game of Thrones is the game. of Thrones And all the political maneuvering, all the machinations, the, you know, you know, striking this deal to do this deal, the getting married to do this thing, all that kind of (laughs) stuff. And then, um, so I think I glad that the house (laughs) of dragon got back to that, got back to that level. Where now they're just talking about more about, like you said, the machinations, who's marrying this person, who's taking over this army, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's the part that Game of Thrones, uh, especially for House of Dragon, is really leaning into. I think, you know, on the negative end, you're right. I think some of the, you know, you can tell their CG budget is a little bit less, but it's yeah. still cool. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's good enough.
3: Yeah, it's it, going to need to be better, though, for what's coming. I'm just gonna oh, yeah. That. yeah. Gonna yes, slowly. sir. We got to bounty. Be yeah. extremely better. Like, yeah. I mean, if we saw a, a glimpse of what Dragon on Dragon looked like in Game of Thrones, but this is on another scale. This is where you have dragons that have lived for hundreds of years fighting dragons who have only been around for about 20 years or less so the size difference is is a big factor
0: and all of that stuff so, so i'm hoping, I, I hoping they pull hard. back on the on their budget for these first four episodes so they can blow it on the later ones <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just- i think
3: that's probably what they're doing that's probably why we only see the dragons a little bit because even the 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 scene at the episode the, the, at the end of episode uh what was it i think three where we see lanar Valarion riding sea smoke um that's not great CGI. It didn't look good, um, especially in comparison to what we've seen yeah. with Daenerys on Drogan and all yep. that stuff. So, like, that told me, okay, they, they're they trying to give us a little taste, but they don't have... They they skim the budget so that it, they can prove that this will work. I think yeah, HBO right. is cautious to not throw all that money at the first season when it could have all just implode or you know go by well, the wayside
1: my 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 advice to them is keep up the good writing you don't need great cgi that's not what I agree. stories are about yeah i agree and the downfall of game of thrones again when they wanted to make the white walkers and the dragons the focal point of the story yep and they put all that money yeah into it and, and whatever the reason whatever happened with game of thrones after season five it just went downhill yeah. reason why we like game of thrones and uh i am starting to have some type of affinity towards uh the house of the dragon is again the dialogue between characters the world building or the character building excuse me uh between all these characters and i'm trying to get familiarized and the stage is starting to be set now like i said i, I do think it's going a little bit too fast but i understand why it's going too fast because we're getting to the meat and potatoes of the story and when the players are set, because if you're going to tell this particular story, this spans over,
0: a few yeah, few well, different hundred and twenty years. Oh, like that. oh, Rhaenyra,
3: yeah. Rhaenyra starts the story at age fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> By the time the totality of what happens, she's at least thirty two. 30 yeah. Oh wow. Like that. So right. this is again this the that's the reason they're getting all of the prologue the the stuff that. The seeds that lead lead to the big fight, fighting or the the civil war between House Targaryen. Uh, that's why they're moving through that. But so it's like you said, it, you understand it, but it can be a little jarring if you're watching week to week.
1: Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, like hmm. I'm I'm okay with it. Like I said, they can only go down from here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they they've already set a president on good dialogue, which I like. I I don't I haven't fallen into. I haven't had any favorite characters, per se, like, uh, was it Tyrion? What was the the, the dwarf in Game of Thrones? Tyr- Tyrion. 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 Tyrion was one of my favorite characters and a few others, but I have yet to find a character that I'm just like, yo, that dude's ill, this person's ill, this actor's ill. Or I'm just like, I want to know what happens next. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, like I said, I- I'm not going to like totally shit on it. <laughs> it is HBO, so I did expect a little bit more in- terms of cgi Mm. that's neither here nor there that's not going to take away from the story because again i don't Mm. need to focus on the dragons i just need to focus on the political backstabbing the intrigue who's what's going to happen next how are they going to resolve this situation so i think overall uh it has my attention um um so and again i have to come in with more of an open mind but again i had to do a little bit more homework because they're introducing a lot of characters. we had made a comment offhand too when we discussed uh we're we'll getting more rings of power later but rings of power are kind of reintroducing same character tropes well I kind of see that with the house of dragon you know the the auto high tower character is basically the little finger yeah this. you know there's starting characters in my opinion yeah you know, no not, not, and, not and I'm glad
3: you brought that up <laughs> yeah. because I think you should notice things that are not the same as far as the court the king's court when we get to 177 years later with game of thrones there is no yeah. master of whispers that's why the white worm character was feeding that's why Otto hightower the hand of the king is employing the spies because they don't they don't have a master of whispers yet
0: yeah that, that yeah. isn't a
3: role that the targaryens felt was especially king aegon the first felt was necessary because In his mind, any whisper of rebellion would be reported by a lord, by the by the the lords of that kingdom. And again, at that point, nobody's stupid enough, stupid enough to go so far as to allow any kind of treasonous or dissenting rumors to reach the the iron throne. Right. They're just not stupid enough to do that. You know, you, you see these lords are obedient. Like when the king call, they come. Like they they don't they don't wring their hands. They don't say, "Oh no," or you know, "I'm not coming." Or I'll decide later if I'm gonna come. You know, they they are there. You know, and that's 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 show that speaks to the power of House Targaryen at that point.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the that's the thing that's kind of interesting. You're starting to see those similar type of things. Now, the show that doesn't have budget constrictions, Rings of Power this shit is ridiculous because yo
1: let's talk about it
0: yo i like one it's like it's like they were like hell one budget don't even worry about it (laughs) because everything looks gorgeous it's like but the one thing i would say is as everything looks gorgeous i almost don't feel like i'm learning about the world i'm seeing a lot of it but i'm not learning that much and i think that's the one i would
2: Two or three episodes where they jogged in place. for yeah, no and that's reason. what I was.
0: That's what I was getting to. Like, there's parts where I liked it, like the, and then also I would say um, the the characters that are introduced. I think that this is a contrast for House of Dragon. Is you're not necessarily invested as much, and like I like I like the the types of characters they're putting in, but it also feels like there's some fillers in there that are kind of just there. I'm still trying to like, care about the Harfoots. I just don't care about them at all. I know they're gonna be hobbits, and that's awesome. But I'm just like, I do not there care about. They won't be
1: hobbits. People. They're not they're hobbits.
0: No, they're not hobbits. But they're the the they're their precursors, the forebears, right? forebears. That's what I meant, forebears. Um. So, but the one thing I do like, I love the I love all the elf machinations and the politics of that. I thought that shit is dope. Um. The dwarves were awesome. Like going to that whole that whole scene was just insane in general. Um. I like the. The aspect of finding about you know more graph and what what you know which men went with against them and once when they get went with them and then also like you know newer more was it new more yeah. that was dope yeah. like that whole situation and i like this again learning more about those things and i think the where i think house of dragon was a lot more uh tell don't show those i think Rings of power is a lot more show no tell and so i think I want to hear more about, like, a lo- about the lore of it. Like, I know a lot of it just from reading the books, but as they're starting to expand a little bit more, there's, like, like kind of like what, jo- what Josh was saying, there's a lot of jogging in place a little bit where I was kind of like, man, where J- Cam was saying the spacing for House for Dragon was going too fast, I think Rings of Power, it seems like it's going almost too slow, or, like, it, like it <laughs> almost, like, meet in the middle. Like, I'm not saying one needs to go faster or slower, just, like, maybe just, like, Pull back and go a little bit more, but okay. okay that was push- my, that w- but that was my first impression from it. I'm Cam as our, as our resident uh, Lord High Elf.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna push back because the, the one of the main issues is like when we watched the Hobbit and uh, gamer Re- or excuse me, uh, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy from the Fellowship of the Ring to the Return of mm-hmm. the King. We were like, how the hell did they get here so fast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, we were always talking about. Yep. Like, what the hell? You know, so it, neither here nor there. I that's just a small thing. Some <laughs> people do say that. About, like, like you, why, you, why you. they didn't take the eagles? Well, you saw <laughs> yeah. in the first episode why they didn't fucking use eagles. <laughs> you know, they had flying yeah. dragons or whatever. That's, that's, that's neither best. Best, here nor that's there.
0: That's the best one ever. It's like, why was there the really a question for that? I
1: mean, yeah, I yeah. some Some eagles. people were arguing. It was like, they could, like, in part two, the whole, the joke was we're walking we stop. We talk. We're doing more walking. We stop. We talk. <laughs> we're doing more walking, and then we go into part three. That was the running joke. I get oh, it. So. I understand. Now, with that said, like I said, as the House of Dragon is more for an adult audience, this is speaking to my hey, I like dragons, wizards, magic, elves, facts, facts. knights, uh, all that. I I dig it. This is like watching Diablo Dungeons and Dragons and all this cool stuff, and classic high fantasy classic yeah. high fantasy in mm-hmm. fact i would
3: argue it is the father of the father fantasy. seeds of of high fantasy because there is none before token yeah yeah 100 so, so with that
1: said like i said it, it's i don't want to say pick your poison it's just a preference i
3: mm-hmm.
1: like both i can go to the adult theme of house of dragons mm-hmm. but i also like the the the, the high fantasy of rings of power now the yeah. most intriguing thing to me and why i'm interested in it and albeit yes there are some slow points of the story but i understand that because we're pulling from the appendixes and the song yeah. of mm-hmm. tolkien we don't have fleshed out stories of this right. particular story of the second age anybody who's fam- yeah anybody who's familiar with the story of the cimmerillion which they haven't referenced in this whole series because of copyrights But they do reference a few other things that they didn't have their own right to. I got to go back, and we'll touch back offline about that. But you don't ever hear the the Cimmerillion. You never hear uh, Morgoth's real other name, Melkor, because it can't use it. But with that said, the real meat and potatoes of this story doesn't happen to the third book. The first two, think of this as like the Bible, the Genesis. It's kind of boring. It's a tough read. No one wants to hear about the first age. So what that said the high points of this story i wanted to see was one how does the how does the fall of numenor happens that's no big spoiler right the key <laughs> thing that i saw in the original uh, fellowship of the ring i think that's the name of the title it's been so long yes is yeah. the 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 prologue battle that battle went so fast i was like what the yeah. hell were these characters yeah yep. boom we dropped in and we find out who those main characters are we get to see Sildorf. We get to see his father, Elendale. We get to see uh why half of the faction of the, the, the first men split and, and 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 became supporters of the uh, the, the king's men, and we're gonna find out why that they're the Elendale or Friends of the Elves stuck with the Elves. We're finding that out. Yeah. we're finding out how powerful Galandriel, how deep like. They're like, this is not a far fetched story. If you go back and look at the appendices, it tells that Galadriel was a high warrior, high chief, but they don't go explicitly. They just, we're just kind of taking the framework and we have touch the freedom, which is yeah, yeah we yeah. touch on it. So we have some liberties to touch on and make her this badass, which she is, yeah, because by the time we see her in, in the third age, she's she, like, a she god put her, at this point, she, she put, her, put her time in. But yeah. the cool thing is the world building, we get to see Numenor, we get to see Kaza doom in its all glory because remember. When Gimli was like, "Yo, my home looks tattered. This is not what it's supposed to look like." Now we get to see his former glory under Durian Yeah and the whole ring, and we get introduced. And, and I think that's Mito. that's the
0: part that visuals, like the like as a someone up to school for like concept art and characters, yeah, and character development. Yo, amazing. Even the um the orcs taking something that's already been a known thing as such mm-hmm. as the orcs in six movies in the last, what, 15 years, and mm. still putting a twist on them to make them menacing and still have a, a different ta- different take on it than the last you know six movies, awesome. Like, I thought that was really, really, really dope. I okay. love the um, the other aspect of, but I would say, one thing I would say is, Rings of Power is kind of like how we want our fantasy to be, like with the altruism, the, 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 the fantasy, the fantastical to, and then House of Dragon has almost that gritty real life Shit is fucked up. <laughs> don't, Everyone's don't, out right. for each other. You don't know, you
2: know, you know good, you know, happy
1: endings out here. Yeah. Well, right. one of the one of the one knocks I do, and I I I take heed is like, yeah, there's a familiarity with certain characters. You're like, oh, this is the Aragon character. However, I don't think this is the Aragon character.
0: Yeah, not at all. You know, mm-hmm. and, and some I can of these see characters, it I, see it. I can see it though, you're
1: right. And some of these characters are made up. Like, I didn't know Isildur's sister. She wasn't in any of the stories I've read, you know. So, again, they've taken some liberties to flesh out some, some storylines, which is cool. And they kind of flipped a few things, really minor stuff. It's like worrying about Tom Bombadil. You'll never hear about him, right? Whatever. Um, and I, I understand, you know, some of the characters are, are – we haven't fallen in love with the characters. Why do we want to root for Galandriel? Why do we want to see what's going on with Elrond? I – because I know some of the story, now I'm, like, intrigued. I was like, how are they going to do this? What's next? It's like a very surface level expectation where Game of Thrones is like, Man, this is brewing. Like, mm. I get that kind of feeling. Mm. Like, you know, when I watch The House of Dragon, I'm like, mm, You know what I'm saying? But with Game of Thrones, I mean, excuse me, with Rings of Power, I'm just like, Yo, what's going to happen in the next episode? How are they going to figure this out? Who is Hal Brand? You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. it's, it's, it's both cool. are they have negatives. But it's not to the point where I'm looking at both and like, I don't want to watch, or I'm just like, oh, I've seen this trope before, I don't want to, you know, I'm cool. Like, I, I like both equally, and it's a different type of feel when I watch each one of them. Like, when I, like, again, when I watch The House of the Dragon, I'm like, man, how are they gonna, how is this gonna work? Whereas in, in Rings of Power, I'm just like super intrigued, and it's like my inner 13 year old comes out because I want to see the fantasy of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so that's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, and I, they're both and I, not perfect though, yeah, like, especially and think, rings of and power. I think
0: that's the overall thing is like, I like that the each one has struck a tone, so like the tone, like you can watch each one and it has a different tone. And I think, like, you know, just with rings of power alone, just having the Harfoots and their whole situation
1: changes the tone of
0: the whole story a little bit because, like, sure. they're a little bit more, you know, happy, you know, they're you know, they're plucky and stuff.
1: But hey, I, will, I will say this one quick thing. There were times when I was watching uh, the original trilogy, was like, I don't want to talk about the Hobbits. Now I'm kind of like, what's going on with the, with the Harfoots because of the Stranger? Right. And, and yes. I had a theory on it, but now I think it's... I think it's we'll talk about this offline because I don't want to put no spoilers out there. Yeah. So,
0: but but, but I, but, so I would say it is interesting that the, the different threads that are going on in House of Dragon, I'm pretty much equally interested in what happens. I think the threads that are going on in Rings of Power um it, it it balances out like certain ones are a little bit more interesting some of them are not, not as but i still feel that they're important for the whole overall overall thing so i think the uh the the last thing i would say is the showrunners are i i think this might be their first time handling a different type a large character casting because i see a little bit of like hiccups here and there where someone that was a little bit more seasoned would be able to oh, kind yeah. of smooth that over a, a little bit what were you gonna say josh i
2: i, I can see a little bit of that um I think for me, it's one of those things where, like, if you like, if you look at the first bunch of game, the first three game, uh, the first three uh, Lord of the Rings films, that first film is like seventy-five percent character development and world building. Not a whole hell of a lot happens. You learn the names of the characters. You know where they're from. You know the roles of the of of the cultures that they come from in that world. Um, you're sort of learning the rules of the world and the ro- and, and the rules of the road as a result. Um, and so you don't really get a ton of action until the last act. Yeah. And I think this is kind of giving you shades of that, but I also feel like the way that the story is pacing and the, and the things that happen within where we are at, in the story now, Feel a little bit like you're jogging in place, just the slightest bit. Um, I think those last two episodes, you know, uh, Galadriel wants to wants to wants to put together an army. The Regent doesn't want to put together an army. Not only that, she don't want no parts of the elves. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want you know. She doesn't want to have any 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 dealings with them until thing happens, and then now suddenly, you know, a bunch of leaves fall from from a tree. And suddenly she's down. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't gel the same. It doesn't gel yeah. in that way. That uh, that that I felt like um, Fellowship of the Ring yeah. sort of took you down. Uh, this happened, then that happened, and because those two things happened, this happened. Move on, and then they keep building on that, and they keep adding that like Lego bricks to that to that sort of to, to that story until you get to the part towards the end where battle happens because now the fellowship of the rings has come together into the battle they're like yo we need to split up because we're done for if we stay if we stay together and this dude needs to get the ring to the mountain and off we go and two other films sort of fill in the rest of that story and i'm being extremely pedestrian when i yeah, yeah. When, I, when i summarize it but that's the you know that that is the beginning of of the journey, the the, the 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 hero's journey that these characters all embark on in different ways, um, and I don't get this same sense of cohesion in terms of how the story is playing out, at least for me, with uh, with Rings of Power. That's not to say that what we've seen so far hasn't been interesting, because it has. It's been it's been a well told story. I've enjoyed the majority of it but there is the slightest again the slightest feeling of uh having jogged in place and i feel and and DeAngelo, you can speak to this probably better than i can because you a you you know the the pieces of the puzzle a little bit better than i do and you are far more astute a storyteller than i am so talk talk the talks
3: oh i'm just you know listening to what you guys are saying i pretty much agree with everything that everybody has said i mean it's the only thing I think I I slightly don't agree with is I don't I think that in four episodes we haven't established any personal or real stakes for the individual characters. But I guess mm. knowing how um, Tolkien's
2: world works,
3: well her yes her personal stakes, but her personal stakes are not personal as much as it is the general. It well it's personal in that she's seeking vengeance. That's the underlying thing. But also Galadriel is tying her mission to this greater altruistic quest of trying Mm -hmm. to defeat uh, Sauron, which is fine. You know, again, that's I think Cam said it best. It's not a criticism. It's just an observation. But I think Mm -hmm. the whole jogging in place thing is more about. It indicates to me. That the. Showrunners are a novice and they're not really know how they're not really handling the ensemble of the storytelling in a in a meaningful way. We, we're seeing these things, as you mentioned, Gimli's home world and uh home and all that stuff. But if I hadn't just watched The Lord of the Rings or read that story, if I'm a casual viewer, I would never have made that connection, not even in mm-hmm. a world-building sense. Because in a world-building sense, you want that to you want to give that thing context in the context of the now not the context of the familiarity it's it needs to be the context of how is this important right now right here and i think we're getting that because of the interaction between the elves and the dwarves but i don't i think they could do more with trying to um while they are jogging in place and while they are doing these things explain some things so that if you are a casual viewer you don't feel boxed out because i have to say that if i'm looking at this as a casual viewer i'm done watching probably after the fifth episode because i'm not following why Mm. each character is important you know, we got a whole episode where we didn't see the Harfoots or the Stranger this last this last week. Right. I think four, they didn't appear um, and four felt like they moved. You know, now we're getting into the Numenor prophecy and or not prophecy, but what's actually what's going to become eventually a, a Numenor, And. But we don't get a lot of this interpersonal building between the characters why is the chancellor important what's his game in all this and, and um what's the strength level or threshold of the elves why is it glad able to molly whoop five armored <laughs> knights and throw them into a uh, into a um uh so i guess for me i love the fantasy world i love the magical elements i love Tolkien's world because Tolkien's world represents uh hope right so Tolkien wrote his stories during either the first or even the second World War because if you think about it Morgoth kind of represents what he did kind of represents a little bit of the World War one the world during World War one and Sauron being the Hitler-esque of okay he took it to the next level you know and so his story is straightforward good versus evil. This is the these people who will fight for good. And remember, he served in the war, will fight for good against and vanquish the dark evil. Only problem is that was the hope for the world that he hoped for. George yeah. R. Martin inherited the actual cynicism that would come in after <laughs> the world. And that's why you see. A more cynic a cynical subversion of that hope in House of the Dragon. So taking both stories together, I think it's it's a great time to watch both of them because one again is a more hopeful, altruistic narrative, and the other one is more about the cynicism um, that emerges after these instant when you examine how these institutions rule rule over humans and how humans interact in these institutions we don't get an examination of institutions in in tokyo you know it's 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 good bad right wrong evil you know light dark you know even even when um when uh uh the new character arda or whatever or whatever the father of the orcs you know he's saying you know they're they told you wrong the history wrong you don't actually believe that there is a nuanced point to his argument <laughs> you but you know that even if he's lying he even if he's telling the truth he's telling a truth that is going to be harmful to the greater good so because again this is these are the things that he deals so appreciating the two series for that reason i think is the strongest. The strongest part of having both these shows at the same time one gives you the best in hopeful high fantasy, the other gives you the best in sort of that cynical reevaluation of all the things we believe in. Hey,
1: yeah, can I? Can I? Uh, it's not a counterpoint, but just to kind of add on, you made a good point about if you hadn't been familiarized with either the series, I think The House of the Dragon could stand on its own, uh, stand on its own, yeah, standalone series. And the reason why you made up a point about the cynicism of that world. Well, what can us viewers relate to in the real world? The cynicism. <laughs> the
0: cynicism
3: we, don't,
1: we There's a quote saying we don't feed our family on hopes and dreams, but on what's actually happening, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the parallels of the House of the Dragon is that we ex- we have this expectation of being wary. I'm watching the House of Dragon with a slight cynicism and weariness and protecting myself, whereas in the Rings of Power, I can fantasize about this hopeful world, this this mm-hmm. world building where I can lose myself. It's a fantasy. That's the whole point of it. But I think fans coming into it who are not familiarized with both works can relate to the house of the dragon moors because it kind of relates to the real world problems that they may be used to or influenced to. You said it yourself that this is kind of based off the royal family. We all familiar with the Roman family. We can identify and have some and, and have some type of connection to that, whether it be from a distance or being familiarized with their family we look at the house of dragon it's like succession that was the first thing i thought mm-hmm. when i saw mm-hmm. this i was like oh Absolutely. i get this now when i watch the the rings of power i can't really compare it to anything except itself you know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah, because it's the first of that genre it's the it's yes the scene, right Absolutely. so that that can be either be a good or bad thing depending on how you look at it yeah. so i thought that was very that's a good point very astute point of how you could come into it as a a standalone viewer without being familiarized with the previous work
3: yeah and I think that's a good add-on point because I think if you if if House of the Dragon didn't exist to compare to Rings of Power would be received a little bit the reception because obviously we're getting We have a whole host of people that just want to hate it because of the diversity that's added to the story. Mm -hmm. Those people being put into a a cage and a a, a freight box and shipped to who gives a into the sun. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: personally, I I personally didn't want to talk about any of that just because it's annoying and just silly. Oh, i just brought it up to the thing
3: that we should like josh said put them in the rocket ship and shoot it all to the sun. you know what i think
1: <laughs> i think they should all go outside and touch grass and get a light That's exactly
3: so touch some grass eat some ice cream do something but stop worrying about
2: fantasy stories that people made up yeah like i i, I can't help but bring up uh the the, the point out miss marvel you know, people talk about how... There are people who are very happy to talk about the fact that that was the lowest-rated, lowest-viewed uh, lowest Marvel show to date before... She, but people don't... What A, it was the least viewed amongst white people. People of color were all over it. And it's mm-hmm. the highest-rated people of color show that they've done amongst people of color. One. Two when you ma- when you when you weigh the numbers against shows like succession against shows like industry the numbers are almost identical so you can eat a fat one anybody who thinks <laughs> that you know what i mean like you got, I, I people I, I i constantly have to remind people that statistics are and data mining is exists to be manipulated and you can flip numbers in any direction in any way until pretty much any story you want once you mine it enough. So, you know, people, so, so to the dummies that are out there on some, you know, well, well, why is there a black Targaryen? You know, because because it's fiction and they wanted to and they felt like it. Maybe just to piss you off. I hope they and, did it to piss you
0: off. And white blonde dreads look awesome. You know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> who cares? Come on, man. Why do you care? Matt Smith is not blonde. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people out there yeah. who are like. Well, he's not blonde, you know. I don't know why he why why he's on the show. Like, like, Put it on, like then.
1: this. Put it like what? this. They, and I'll, I'll end it, this part of that segment for me. Uh, when mm. I had a, a mutual friend ask me because they were outraged over something. Oh, because they was like James Bond can't be black, and I was like, they was like, or something. And it was like, what if what if such and such was a white character? I was like, he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I care less. Like, in, as a as a f- former Oof. actor, like we like to go in when it's fictional characters, choose the best actor for the role. You know, it doesn't matter if it's black or white because it's a Dude. fictional character. Now, for other things like uh, autobiographical or you know you're telling, re- telling the story of somebody that's actually alive, you would probably do in your best interest to cast the same like if it's a black person they talk with hire a black person and blah 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 right there's few and far between especially on theater where you can cast yeah. whatever you yep. know what i'm saying and, and just kind of go with it because theater is that open ground where you can kind of do that
2: mm-hmm. so you, you can't mean, have a white like, a fellow again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you're if you got a uh a, a, a stage play about of the king you probably want to get a black actor playing Martin Luther King or there's going to be some backlash well, Especially into this, in today's <laughs> society. But for the most part, we're talking about elves. We're talking about just far-fetched fictional characters. I'm not going to flip a table over It is. I could care less. Again, and this kind of goes into our, uh uh we talked offline about the Watchmen. And in my opinion, the series. I think they put a little, put a little too much on it. I get it. Inclusion, diversity. We were in that little transitional phase. I didn't need it. I ain't mad at it, but I was just like, all right, cool. Whatever about it. But again, these are fictional. That story terrible. is that story is
3: really unique in by comparison because the 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 hooded justice never had an identity. Yes. Like, that was yeah. it wasn't but, needed. But but <laughs> right. no, but my point being that when when um, what's his name? Who wrote um? Watchmen? Alan Moore. No, not Alan Moore. Alan Moore, yes. But who adapted? Damon is it Damon Lindelof? Yeah, and Lindelof. It, but yeah, his storytelling choices made it make sense because again, by introducing this story about, because that's what Watchmen was about before. It was about this reevaluation of historical moments, and so. And the players who kind of shaped them. So the idea of having—not to get too far into it—but the idea of having hooded justice who existed during that time be black, it made sense because of the 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 A to B to C narrative that that he had established. I didn't see it as being sort of low hanging, trying to impress the diversity or the zeitgeist of the time. It uses the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. of the time, the spirit of the time, but it uses it to tell a a, a much important uh, um, apotheosis in which we see a character's origin story born in the classic hero fashion, born of pain and trauma. But this is a black face and a black narrative and specifically idiosyncratic to America and to that story. So to me, it didn't it didn't really come down to all. Oh, they were just trying to, they were giving us these black Doctor Manhattan who is a god. So again, there is your justification of that. You know, the scene literally says, "I can be anyone you want me to." He could have been an, uh, a Chinese woman, and it would have still been the same thing. So that was my take on it. I just we're a little bit distanced in terms of looking at it that way but i didn't want to go too far i just wanted to break that down and make try to make it make sense the way yeah. i saw watchmen if that if that,
0: if that makes and sense. so to bring it back to rings of power i think you know the diversity aspect of the show actually to me is cool it adds to it it doesn't really take away too much of it, it doesn't it doesn't take me out of it. it doesn't doesn't add anything amazing to it but it's it's fine like, i don't I think that's the part where I was like a little confused because I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, all right, there's a black dwarf. Why wouldn't I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's fine for both
2: shows. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it works and it works well. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like the whole the whole point of having inclusion and diversity. I've got to hate that phrase. But uh, <laughs> the whole point of having inclusion and diversity is to make it not matter. But then yeah, the characters right. are just the, the character yeah. the, the, the actors are just good actors yeah. playing and a role and yeah. the characters and don't have to be black. Yeah. And it's we have the best dude for the role who auditioned for it or we yeah. won it. Then uh, that, you, and then that
1: the, hey at the end of the day they had John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Come on now. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> uh, I mean and you and played uh Ramesses yeah.
3: so it's like yep. this yep. is there's their that's their legacy. And that's sort of mm-hmm. the, when you got one finger pointing to at you, three point fingers pointing back black face, um, uh, tanning of the skin. This is their legacy. So now when you finally put someone in the role just because they simply have the acting talent and not because you want to tell a black story. But your policy says you cannot hire a black actor. So you tan up some white actor that whose legacy is that there was 50, 60 years of that. Hey, can can I
1: so can hard. I can I add one thing real quick? When I watched uh, Aliens, and what was her name? Ramirez or Rodriguez? She's a uh, Latino, yeah, or Latina. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. care. I was like, "Yo, she did a good damn no. job." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, "I mean, it, it happens. It, yeah.
3: it, it happens." I mean, it's it's just it just is one of those things, you know. Yeah. I think we forget that. We clearly see that Tolkien's entire world is a segregationist uh, yeah. uh, playground. One hundred percent.
0: I'm not, I'm not even saying that dude. to
3: be cynical. I'm saying yeah. hardfoots stick to hardfoots. Yep. Hobbits mm-hmm. stick to hobbits. Elves stick to elves. Men stick with men. In the Age. In the,
1: second that, age. They yeah. in the second age they in the second age they used to be together and you know something fell apart yeah so. some fell but, apart but yeah. now it's massively segregated and, yeah. that, and mm-hmm. that's
3: but you get that even in the hobbit even in lord of the rings like his world is holistically homogenous wow. and and that's what some of these idiot fans are complaining about in terms of the diversity but they're confusing two things and that's all i'll say about in terms of that so because it's incredibly homogenized it looks very segregated (laughs) but and it is it's just it's not meant to be malicious mal intent in terms of its segregation it's meant to Mm -hmm. denote that this is how these groups grew close and were able to over hundreds and thousands of years to build what they have at this point yeah. Whether that's and, good or bad, and, that and I as think
0: that's, you know, to the, the diversity and inclusion situation is like it once diversity and inclusion will end when we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it's literally what it comes down to. It's like, we don't make it a thing. Yep. Yeah. When, when you just watch it and you're like, yo, that guy sucks. And he just happens to be a trans man. <laughs> yeah. a, or, you you know, if, black, or you happen right, to be black,
2: right? Without this. without making it you're anti whoever that person, whoever, whatever that person the identifies. Yep, it
0: yep. it's like I actually just don't like you because I don't like you, not because of your your specific identity.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cam and I are are, are are both on record saying you know just because you black don't mean that I'm that you know we we gonna measure you with the same yardstick. Either it's good or it's not. Either oh, you're in yeah. it or you're not. All kin folk ain't skin folk. You know? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't.
0: Like, them, <laughs> I, I, I
3: wouldn't be the breaker of mediocre chains if I followed
0: that.
3: You know, of being uh, kind to my people and, and grading on the curve. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. It, it needs to be on
2: merits. The, the grading on the curve own merits, good. and then yay, black people are in it.
0: Second. Yeah, yeah. I like
2: yeah. I, when I watched uh,
0: when I watched Black Panther, and I was I was working at Marvel at the time. You know, watched it as a company early, two weeks early, and after we came up, you know, go to my coworkers and they're talking about Black Panther, and I was like, oh, you know, how'd you get? They're like, oh, they asked Cam. Oh, hey Cam, how'd you like Black Panther? Well, I was like, first of all, I'm black, so I loved it, and they're just like, uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. how <to> answer <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, all right, now that I got that out the way, now I can talk about the real shit. Third act was whack first act first two were cool this is things i like these things i did it blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. but i think that's the thing where it's like yeah we want as if people in the creative sphere we just want to be creative and then be judged by your creativity you don't really care yeah. about the diversity the equity all that use
2: like is it good is it not and then why and then like how can you get better yeah that's is it cool. good is it good on its own merits first yep yeah, second like yay black people yeah <laughs> you know, exactly
3: and because in and, and that's the other thing acknowledging fictional component and remembering that remember that somebody sat down maybe use some influences from the world around us because that's what all writers do but someone sat down and created an entire story from nothing which means that they, there's no rules unless they wrote them down. This person has to be, is black because of this and this and this and this and this. this. That's how it works. Otherwise it is fiction. It is not meant to be taken. You know, someone was writing, I read the article about someone saying, oh, Rhaenyra could have taken steps to not get pregnant because they had that in medieval times. I was like, (laughs) please. Take your pen and give it to the editor and retire. Like you just don't <laughs> never need to write another article that's published in any kind of publication. This is not a lifting of medieval times. Yeah, it, is, exactly. it has no bearing. It fiction. is fake, It is yeah. fiction. It yep. borrows from those things. Do you know what borrow means?
0: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But that's and I think- where we are. And I think, and then I, I think that's the thing where it's like I remember when um, oh yeah with the Witcher and then there was like a black elf or something like that everyone's like what you can't have black elves oh. <laughs> word it why why can't you why have black exactly? elves why, why exactly <laughs> like just like, the, don't like don't
3: bring history into it like that's my thing like you can see parallels where the Arthur was influenced but do not say oh Rhaenyra could lost her agency because she chose not to use any. The medieval contraception <laughs> that could have prevented her all this and that would have kept her. Hey, so I'm like, what are you? What is this person talking about? Yeah. Why are they bringing feel, up you, actual you, medieval you,
2: new, new thing? Sorry, when you quote silliness like that, you have to use the nerd voice, otherwise it's not valid. You, <laughs> your lyric could have used contraception like they had back in that time, but <laughs> you <to> still <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. It has to be. There has so, to be some sort of, of nerd so affectation in it, or or or, or punctuating it. That's yeah, the I'll, I'll try. New rule.
3: My oh, mind, new my rule. brain only translates blip 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 blip. blip, blip. That's all yeah. I hear. Like and when go. I read it, it looks like that, but with word form.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I it again. It's a work of fiction, so enjoy the creativity of it. Like same thing with Rings of Power. whole time i was watching i was like yo So everyone that worked on this show especially all the cg dudes like all all of the the like the visuals the um the the world that they were showing everything else looked amazing it came together beautiful dude it looked so so good
3: yeah and you cannot ask for something better than that especially given how many Storytellers, showrunners, and we're getting a lot of fantasy now with the Sandman, with the Rings of Power, Definitely. Game of Thrones, uh, House of Dragon, The Witcher's going to be coming back. Um, if there's anyone out there. Still watching the wheel of time. That's gonna <laughs> come back for the second season. Although, I, should prob- I should probably watch Al- that
0: before it comes out. The second season. I think
3: oh, Amazon Al- is gonna. I've have tried it all three time. time. Um, I can't. I
0: just can Wait,
1: wait. Who who wrote that? Who who? who That's who that?
3: Robert Jordan. But Robert Jordan is years after like, like
0: Tolkien. His, that book's like a thousand pages or some shit like that, or eight you know, seven, hundred fifty. Each one of them like. is like eight hundred. Wait, 800. is the book worth reading? I haven't
3: read it. I mean, I have the I have about six. No, nine of the I think maybe 16. There's a lot of books. He didn't finish them because he passed. So someone else finished it. So um, it's a really weighty narrative. But I don't think it stands out as much there. It has a following. Don't get me wrong. They do have a following, but it doesn't stand out like game of thrones or lord of the rings Tolkien being the the lord of high fantasy no no pun intended and george R. r martin being sort of the the writer that stands out that subverted all of Tolkien's tropes his high fantasy tropes the the king that is good because he is good you know like he's like no there are kings who are assholes and they inherit that throne you know, it's kind of so, so
2: subterfuge, right? Yeah, so will I'm thrown away that there's something you haven't read.
3: Will of time, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, that's a compliment. That's it is. <laughs> it totally
2: is. But,
3: um, will of time is more leaning towards the good versus evil, like the, the main, the primary antagonist in that is called the dark one, and it's called Shatan, which is literally supposed Same. to be. Satan, yeah, uh, a, a play on Satan. Well, so it's it's um yeah, I don't see it lasting more than what's coming in this next because I think they're just gonna cut their losses. Why spend another 100 million games. million on, on a yeah. fantasy show when you got the of powers, fantasy yeah. show of fantasy shows right here, yeah. you know? The fantasy story of fantasy story. So yeah, sounds like
2: I will not be watching it.
0: Yeah, I got that. I got uh, Foundation still on A- Apple
2: just to want to watch. I would um, check that one out, yeah. yeah. yeah I've so, heard good things about that. I fell asleep. No joke. I've never fallen asleep on any pilot four times. I tried <laughs> to watch <laughs> Wheel of Time four separate times. I fell asleep <laughs> on at least three of those times. Um, I
3: just yeah. saw the funniest, um, the funniest meme was uh, there was like... Uh, house of dragon lord of the rings and will of time And on one side oh yeah and there was like a parent lifting its its child up out of the pool right and it's like the critics and uh and fans house of the dragon and then it had rings of power that was like crying but slowly like swimming above (laughs) the water but being ignored by critics and fans and then under the, the last panel had uh, a skeleton sitting in like a chair underwater, and it was willed <laughs> like nobody's wow. attention, and it's it's kind of dying a slow death. But
0: I don't know i haven't watched it so i'm not i mean that, hey man we live know. in we live in an era where we have multiple high, like fantasy stuff to watch so i think yeah, that's a good
3: thing. It's a good so, time so. I, I think um, i mean i enjoy a lot of it all of it. Really. yeah
0: no that's that's and then um so to wrap it up i think what do you guys want to see for this next half like we'll come back and wrap the whole show up once they're all done but i would i'll go first and like i think for House of Dragon, I really want to see <laughs> how they're going to land a plane because <laughs> uh, that's, that's, their, that's the, their one sticking point because everything else is freaking – I'm like all in. I think for Rings of Power, much to what Cam was saying was like, you know, fleshing out the more of the world and you're starting to see it more and you're starting to get to the, the meat and bones of it, which I think is cool. I think this these first four episodes are more kind of like setting a lot of that up, so I feel yeah. like the, la- the later half will give that payoff. Um, so I'm really, really curious to see that. But either way, I'm going to be watching both of them because like, both of them are just both entertaining. It's well worth it. You're not, it's not like you're wasting time. Like I nope. think it's, we're getting high quality television. Um, and I think that's, and again, as fantasy sci-fi geeks and comic book nerds, like we're in the, the, the apex <laughs> of content mm. being made into like live action that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we were like 10, like reading a lot of stuff. There's no way you would have told me any of this would have been in live action. insane.
3: I could never have thought that I would see a Tolkien show on, on at the same time as a George R. R. Martin, uh, a series based on in the world of ice and fire. I, you could have never, especially the one that they are doing dance, the dance of the dragons. Uh, like they're doing in the second age, they're doing two of the most visual, uh, uh, errors of both respective, uh, yeah mythologies um the dance mm. of the dragon is the era that had the most dragons and dragon versus dragon in westeros history i'm if i'm not mistaken the second age was like the time where all the big events that is talked about in lord of the rings but we don't see happen you know sauron fashioning all of the the rings, rings of power also, and, and you know that battle with in the duel between him and the Sildor where you all know, where, where he was lucky where his Sildor was lucky to survive and, and like you know so seeing the setup to all the, the iconic narratives that we know is good and awesome. and I think I want more of that um from from House of the Dragon I want them to slow down with all the exposition and gives a little give a little bit more action Um, even if it's even if it's small quiet visual moments like the boar fight or the you know things like that or like the tourney but there's a lot of exposition i understand why but i feel like that needs to to slow down a bit and then with rings of power i think it is just gonna be more so rounding out these characters and and why we should care about them other than they're on this side or that side.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Josh? Um to 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 something that you guys mentioned a second ago. You know, um as a kid, one of my introductions to one of my introductions to collecting comics was Secret Wars. I didn't really start like I bought random stuff. Oh, that cover looks cool here and there. But I remember seeing Secret Wars. I remember, and, I, and the first one that I read was the one was the black costume issue uh, where Spider-Man gets his his black costume. And I doubled back, got all the other ones, finished Secret Wars, and I was so taken by it that I, I'd never wrote Stan's soapbox. I penned a letter. No, sorry, typed it. <laughs> Borrowed my mom's typewriter and typed out a letter to Stan... This needs to be an animated series. I need that in my life. Everybody will. Everybody will watch that. You got <laughs> Spider Man, his amazing friends. You have the Incredible Hulk. We need Secret Wars where everybody's in it and, and everything happens. And so, to my point, uh, to that, to to the point, to get to the point that I'm making. You know, like you said, you know, you would never have thought in a million years that you read some of these books and you end up seeing them not just adapted but faithfully adapted i mean house of the dragon is pretty much you know it is pretty close to the book uh the first few seasons of, of game of thrones pretty close to the book they don't really deviate all that much it deviates the further in you get and then goes completely off the rails uh by the time you get to season five and five six and seven uh five five through eight but uh, i mean what a time to be alive man like we like these are good shows yeah, as, as much as we as much as we might say uh you know as much as we might complete between the two it seems like we all landed on uh on rings of power sort of not getting getting its footing as fast as uh house of the dragon is um that said i'm still watching it like it's still watchable <laughs> totally you know, still optimistic yeah. about where, they, where they're yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, grand scheme, I don't have anything negative to say about either one of them. Like They're yeah. both doing the job. It's just one is jogging a little slower than the other, and somebody's got to come in second. So, you know, if, that, <laughs> if that's where it comes from, and this is the worst of it, and this is the growing pains of that show, we've sat through worse for longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm 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 all on board. I'm all, I'm all in with both. I, I mean I'm enjoying House of the Dragon more, but Rings of the Power is definitely showing you some things. And we all know that the the things that they're showing you, like this the, the beginning stages of this is the first season where this team has where this team has worked together is no established anything as far as as far as this stuff is concerned. So they're sort of filling in blanks and 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 sort of putting together stories, like you said, like, like, uh, like D mentioned from stuff that's only been passing mentions in the lore of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, you know, the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy. I think they're doing pretty good so far. (laughs) So, you know, I'm in, I'm all in, I'm all in with both. That's, that's my my final word.
0: And then, uh, Cam?
1: Yeah, you guys kind of touched on it for the most part. Uh, like I'm excited to see the next episode for each show. Uh nah, Let me take the word excited. I'm just intrigued and willing to engage and watch the next episode. It hasn't given me a reason to be like I'm not tuning into this anymore. Like I like for instance one of the Marvel shows. I was just like I can't watch this anymore. I'm just like two episodes. I'm over it. It's right? Smart. And it's only I actually didn't watch Miss Marvel. Just I should watch it. I just wasn't into it. And I didn't even give She hawk a chance. I was like let me know how it is and then i start seeing the backlash (laughs) i'm like i'm good i don't need to watch that it's not gonna hinder me from further marvel shows whereas this i'm already a big fan of both in different capacities yeah uh anything tolkien-esque where i can learn an additional and get the additional insight on other characters that were either sung in song or had a, a blurb in the appendix i'm game yeah house of dragon what intrigued me is that they have the potential to recapture that magic with the first five seasons of Game of Thrones has. Mm. Give me that. We're good. I'm not going to be overly critical on the characters, how close it is to the story. It's pretty on point with a few liberties here and there. Yeah, And it's minor gripes. Overall, I think they're both great shows in, in their own right. And if they continue this, like I said, cool. Because Amazon has all this money. Just give me what I want to like, what I've read about and just show that world with yeah, HBO. Man. Recapture that glory again. Let's let's get back to where I was like, must see TV every Friday for Game of Thrones. Let's get that back to that for the House of the Dragon. So 100
3: percent And I'm 100%. wanted to say that I also like for House of the Dragon, I like George R. Martin's involvement. I kind of thought I would be annoyed because it means he's probably not gonna finish up. Winter and <laughs> but I've been waiting on that book since 2011 so, when just, Dance
0: of, when the Dance of Dragons was published. So he, he hears you, but he's sleeping on a pile of money. So he, he is. Really and you me.
3: know what? Honestly, uh, I can't say I want him to stop doing what he's doing because, yeah. as, as a person who is a was a writer, a fiction writer, it is not an easy thing to get where he is. Tolkien never enjoyed what he's enjoying right now mm-hmm. in terms of the yeah his stories were published before he died and people he was praised and people loved him and loved the work and all that stuff but he never saw his stuff adapted to like the it's yeah. most epic potential on in another medium like he never saw any of this stuff and he definitely didn't reap the, the financial benefits of it so True. you know i don't blame george r r martin for the position that he's taken whereas he's like you know, I I, do, I am going to finish, but at the same time, I'm enjoying the fruit of my labor because, you know, as writers, as storytellers, it's hard to make that amount of revenue for your stories, like mm-hmm. an untold amount. And especially in TV, like, yeah. you know, seven Harry Potter films probably made way more than Game of Thrones uh, did over that 10 years. Maybe, maybe, but it, faster anyway. But again, mm-hmm. TV on that grounded form, yeah, it's it's like. But with his involvement, more detail, like more verisimilitude, things that the first the first show did not even address, and it, it more them along, Yeah, it hurt them along the way because then when they had to deal with it, you didn't establish it, so now the audience is confused about it. Yeah. So yeah. in this situation in, where you establish more.
0: Yeah, and to your credit, you're right. I think kind of like with The Expanse, when the writers were a part of the show-running team, that help. you, it helped the show. And this yeah. is this definitely, these four episodes you're seeing here, definitely you're trumping the last three seasons of Game of Thrones.
3: <laughs> if it's a change, it's like, okay, how would you, ch- like, I, that's why I brought up the point about House Velourion. It's like, no one can say that if it was George R. R. Martin who went to Ryan Kondo and said house Valerian will be black. Guess what? Because that is how I originally imagined that Valerian house. And the reason I'm sure he had to change it because in the art they're white. They are in a lot of the artwork, but. Imagine a publisher taking a con a writer taking a, a concept about high fantasy with a powerful black noble house mm. in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably going to get that pushback. Oh, oh, that is so unrealistic. Do black people <laughs> even read fantasy? Do they even know what it is? Okay. We'll make House Valorian white. They'll be like the other Velaryon, Velaryons. We'll pale skin purple eyes white hair they're white man <laughs> and so so that's that is my point about the author being involved is that you cannot question these changes when the art the the creator the person that did the god work is sitting right there and they mm. say yes that's how I want it just like the throne the throne is how he wanted it he right. said many times that he hated the throne in the original series because it looked like a toy. You know right. how many times Joffrey cuts himself like Viserys is cutting himself on the throne? Like Joffrey cut himself a lot on, on, on that seat. Cersei would have been hacked to pieces because the throne rejects, as you see. Yep. Those little details with the Arthur involved, it makes the experience of the narrative so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and way I, tight. And then, then it definitely shows that it, it's better for all of us because we get to enjoy all this stuff. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, thanks for rocking with us. We had a good time. Uh, the verses between the House of Dragon, And that's another thing. I saw someone say black people just say House of Dragons. And it's actually the House of Dragon. but whatever. Did you notice then, I
1: said that? Yep. I said the House of Dr- Dragons. Is yep. it the House of is the Dragons? It Dragon. is it the House of the Dragon. No, it it
3: it's not. Nope. No, it's not. Ding, ding, it, is sty- it is stylized as either Game of Thrones, colon, House of the Dragon, or House of the Dragon. It is ding, not. Ding, ding, House of the Dragon. That is not the uh, official title of this TV uh, series. Uh, if you are referring to, in proper form, House Targaryen, then you may use that colloquial phrase, the House of the Dragon. But If you're referring to the show, it is House of the Dragon or... Game of Thrones: colon House of the Dragon.
0: So there's there's no D, in there. It? there is nope. no V, and, and no S. House at of the the end. That's the other. Aspect.
1: Or, people say House, no of yeah. people. <laughs> right. House of Dragons. be all people,
3: House Dragons. These are individuals who think they know, but they don't read. Because they Thank don't have you. the problem. Thank you. You have that's to read before. <laughs> See, you that's speak. why I always
1: say, "Who are it's these people? <laughs> 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 who are these people?"
3: <laughs> Folks that didn't, again, they don't read or they read only at a certain point, then they stopped. So, uh, oh, the house
2: of the dragons, son, the dragon, <laughs> house of dragons, yeah, house of
1: dragons, the dragon, house of dragons. So, your dragon. mama named you house of the dragon, I'm gonna call you house of the dragon, exactly. exactly.
0: And, it's the the house house dragons.
2: Dragons.
0: and this, uh, this episode will be called Powerhouse of Dragon Rings.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the that's the